Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. We have an affordable $200 GRE course that includes everything you need to ace your GRE exam. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions that are backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Mike Bergen with us from Chariot Learning. And Mike, if you could just give a quick intro about yourself, that would be great. Fantastic, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. I'm Mike Bergen, president of Chariot Learning, helping students with tests school and life based out of Rochester, New York. We specialize in SAT and ACT tutoring and classes for students around the world. I am also the co-host of the Tests and the Rest podcast. That is the college admissions industry podcast. I am also the founding president of the National Test Prep Association, and I wear a bunch of other hats in the test prep and educational space. Yeah, fantastic. And so today, we're going to be talking about how to take a great practice test, which is really kind of a useful topic for any <laughs> any test, including 100%. GRE. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, take it away. How So start us off with how. how well, do we? l- let's start first, Tyler, if you don't mind, with why. Because sure. a lot of people, I'm sure you've met people who say that they're prepping for an exam. They are prepping for the GRE, the SAT, any test, but they never commit to taking full practice tests. They just say they don't have the time. It's much easier mm-hmm. to do little sections at home when they can fit in an hour or so of prep. And for people who think that taking pieces of tests replaces taking actual full-length practice tests, I want to assure you, if you're not taking full practice tests, you're not really doing test prep. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think that in general, you are... I mean, something we say a lot on this podcast is that test day is a performance, kind of like you're preparing for like a sporting event or you know doing a play or whatever and if you were preparing for a play and you didn't do a dress rehearsal like sure you can get the scenes right in pieces but putting it all together is a whole nother skill that's exactly right and no director would be willing to draw the curtain on opening night if the actors or the musicians had not gone through a full dress rehearsal and taken care of all of their issues beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. Test day is a performance. As a matter of fact, when we're talking about your best test score, we're talking about unlocking peak performance. Mm-hmm. And you unlock peak performance in any skill, any craft, any sport or art through practice that at certain intervals has to replicate what you're going to be called to do when it counts. Mm-hmm. And that is the nature, that is the guiding philosophy of taking great practice tests. Right. So There are a lot of elements you want to keep in mind. The first, and I think one of the most important elements to keep in mind, is that you want the practice tests closest to the date of testing to include official test material. Right. Right now, yes, which is the power prep test. From that's the power the prep ETS, test. Now, yeah. there are not as many power prep tests as there are, say, practice LSATs. I think there are over 70 official LSATs that a student can take. There are lots of GMATs. There are a ton of SATs and ACTs. But that makes the commitment 
to using the power, power prep tests later mm-hmm. most important? How often, Tyler, do you find that students that you work with, they wind up burning through the power prep tests before they get to their final preparation? Yeah, we're, we don't do tutoring, so we don't have as much information on that. But I would, I've heard it happening quite a bit. Right? We do some GRE ourselves, and, and that yeah. happens. And sometimes we don't hear from students until they've finished all the power prep tests. Then we say, well, of course, we can work with you, but we're going to have to come back around to those tests because the official test material... Mm-hmm. tells you what the test is going to look like. And no disrespect to third-party publishers that create exams. There's certainly organizations that put a lot of resources into it, but mm-hmm. you simply cannot put the amount of resources and expertise into creating full normed practice tests that catch every metric of an exam from difficulty to content to mm-hmm. um, elimination of bias the way that the test makers do. It's not to say that test makers produce perfect tests. We know that that's not the case, but we want your practice to be imperfect in the way the official test is going to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like mother's pasta recipe. Like, sure, like, you know, you could try to recreate it, but there's nothing like the original. That's exactly right. Nothing like the original. And so settle for nothing less than mom's pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another element of effective practice is timing, both Mm -hmm. the time of day that you're going to take the test and the length of time that you take the test. So it is extremely important in practice testing to simulate in every way possible your test day experience. Mm -hmm. If you're taking a test and your appointment to take your exam is eight o'clock in the morning, you should strive to test at 8 o'clock in the morning and not 8 p.m. Uh, right. If your test is a three-hour exam, you need to take a full three-hour exam, including all of the breaks that you get. You want to simulate every piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, you know, we have so many students testing. And while at Chariot Learning, we host a lot of proctored practice tests, more and more of our students need to take the tests on their own. So I created mm-hmm. some videos. I call them uh, autoproctors. I do an SAT autoproctor, an ACT autoproctor that's free on the Chariot Learning website. And basically, you start the test, you start the video, and in three hours and 15 minutes for one test, three hours, 30 minutes for another, I go through the whole introductory speech. I do each section. I give a five-minute break just like a proctor would. I time the breaks. And so students know that if they're following that, they're simulating one aspect of the test that they're going to encounter on test day. Otherwise, there's a tremendous temptation during your maybe five or 10 minute break to go take a nap or make a sandwich, (laughs) you know, or stop working entirely and come back later and think that the test you took really replicates what's going to happen on test day. Right, exactly. And, And I think that it is a skill to deal with the three hours in a row of doing this test thing, right? And that's a skill that you've got, to, a muscle you've got to practice and flex, right? Very much so. It's a, There's an endurance element to this. You know, um, this is especially challenging for students that, say, get extended time accommodations, or maybe they just suffer from impatience or ADHD. You have to practice the skill of sprinting 
you have all these consecutive sprints by section, but the whole thing is a marathon, mm-hmm. right? And you've got to build that endurance. Like you said, it's a muscle that you can exercise. Yeah. I really like that you've got an auto proctor thing. That That's a really cool service. And so maybe we'll link to that in the description here. Um, and any other tips for taking a great practice test? So let's talk about environment. Yes. You want to replicate the test environment, which means you should take your test in a quiet place. You mm-hmm. should warn any other people living where you live to not bother you. You know, for the are the teenagers that we work with, that's our parents. For GRE students, that might be roommates or partners, uh, sometimes kids. Say, listen, mm-hmm. I'm taking a test. And for the next three hours, I'm not answering the phone. I'm not answering the door. I have to take this test, okay? You want to make sure that you're taking the test kind of, you know, (laughs) don't lay down taking the test. Don't take the test on your treadmill. Don't have the TV on, yeah. Replicate every single piece of it. Turn off the music, the TV, exactly. Uh, Sometimes people go to libraries. You know, sometimes people think that during testing, they need to be in an isolation chamber. And then any noise should be considered an interruption. And that's not the case. We are taking Mm -hmm. tests usually in rooms with other people, and it's not a bad idea to get used to a little bit of distraction because, guaranteed, uh, you you can't predict what's going to go wrong on test day, but very often things do. And a little bit of chaos during practice isn't so bad if you learn to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So beyond environment, what else are you considering when you're getting Well, I would say that the final piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm is to, leading up to each practice test, try to replicate everything you're going to do on test day. This has everything to do with how much sleep you're going to get consecutive nights before your official exam. It's Mm -hmm. not enough to get a good night's sleep the night before a big test. You really have to get a good night's sleep several nights before the big test to make sure that you are truly rested and that Mm -hmm. you're not artificially going to sleep. You know, (laughs) I'm going to sleep for 16 hours to make up for the deficit that I've already incurred this week. Can't do that. Right. You want to eat the right foods. You want to eat the morning of your practice test what you plan to eat the morning of your test. This is a great opportunity to experiment. You may find that your big plan to eat a big bowl of oatmeal the day of the test is not going to work out for you because you actually don't eat breakfast normally and that big bowl of oatmeal put you right to sleep. Find that out in practice first. Mm -hmm. Also consider what you're going to eat during your breaks. Willpower, and that includes the will to keep going when you are frustrated or unfocused, runs on sugar. And you need, I don't just mean pure sugar. I don't mean you should just, you know, (laughs) eat a bunch of candy. Um, You need protein. You need fructose, the slow release sugar, and Mm -hmm. maybe a quick hit of something during your last break just to sustain you, you know, a quick candy bar, something that you like. But you have to prepare for that, that, that even though you are sitting, you are working. All of the Mm -hmm. thinking that you are doing is burning calories. You're burning energy, and you have to refuel. A lot of students struggle at the end of tests simply because they thought that a bag of potato chips was a sufficient snack during their break. Right. Yeah, I personally really like the kind bars because they're like they're nuts and a little bit of chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, something something like that, right? You know, not the granola bars. Some some students pick up granola bars because in theory a granola bar is healthy, but really they're just candy bars. But you want to find yeah. the good ones. You want to find the so I remember when I first took my GMAT and I had practiced using power bars and they were fantastic. Like that like really dense energy that carried me through that process. Now, mm-hmm. you even want to, it sounds like micromanagement, but you want to consider things like what you're going to wear. Uh, often test centers have varying and unpredictable internal climates. You don't know how cool yeah. or hot it's going to be where you're taking your test. So you might want to practice in layers. And a lot of people take that to mean they should dress as comfortably as possible. They should wear sweatpants or pajamas and sweatshirts, whatever they want to wear. For some students, that's great. Practice with that. Other students may find that dressing for success, dressing up in professional or business casual uh, clothing makes them feel sharper and then they do better. Hmm. There's no element of the test process that you cannot practice and should not practice. I look again to sports and I understand that the coach of a professional sports team runs through every possible scenario the week before a game, including lots of scenarios that never happen. You know, football, which is the sport that I enjoy the most, you know, they're Mm -hmm. doing their two-minute drills. They're practicing onside kicks. Even if they haven't kicked one all season, they're practicing everything because ultimately you play like you practice. And if you take practice tests with the right effort, the right determination to learn from the experience, to derive the most experiential value out to push your performance even slightly forward on every section, you're going to find that it's much easier to do all of those things on test day. Make sure you're implementing the strategies that you've been learning from instruction. Make sure that you brush up on all of the different content that you need before each exam to make sure it's ready. Make sure that you are committed and you will find that you will not have to take as many practice tests to reach your goal. Yeah, and you'll find that you'll get the most out of those five ETS power prep exams, which are really, like That's you said, exactly really right. limited. Yeah. yeah. Yes, getting the most out of that. I, I love all that f- advice. Thank you so much, Mike. This has been Jerry Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Mike Bergen from Chariot Learning. Achievable has a great online GRE course that you can try for free at achievable.me. And don't forget to use the code podcast at checkout if you like it for 10% off.